0: Anne Morrow Lindbergh said, good communication is just as stimulating as black coffee and just as hard to sleep after. And Plato said, wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Mindset Goal. Not only is this the first episode of season four, it's also an interview I did with Jim Fuller. Jim is a conscious communication coach. He's also an author of a recently published book, The Art of Conscious Communication for Thoughtful Men. And you can also see him delivering his TEDx talk on YouTube. You can find the links to all of these in the description. But overall, the conversation myself and Jim had was great. It was fantastic to just have a conversation with him and learn a little bit more about him and about how he manages his time and about how he communicates in life and how His communication and his improvement of communication has helped them live a fuller life. Um, We really connected on that and we really connected on the fact that you can really open yourself up and be vulnerable and that'll get you more of what you want in life. Um, So without further ado, I'll let Jim introduce himself and we can start the interview.
1: Yeah, okay. Hi, Uh, my name's Jim Fuller. I am uh, 50 years old, turning 51 this year. Wow, where does life go? I'm um, happily partnered, and between the two of us, we have four teenagers. We live down on the Great Ocean Road in Australia. Um, lots of surfing down here where we are. I work as an executive coach, author, speaker, international retreat facilitator, and uh, yeah, that's, that's me. Wow.
0: And and how did you get into the you know the authoring? Because I see as well, like I mean, just doing some reading here on yourself, like you, you know, you were a kid kindergarten teacher. Um, so you've done like a, a like a lot of just different uh, different things. How did you like actually come into writing? Is that just something you were passionate about?
1: Yeah, I've always enjoyed writing. Um, I I started writing songs and poetry as a teenager, and that was always my therapy, you know, if I was ever feeling something or processing emotions or, you know, what I was going through, it, it would come out in, in the poetry or a song. So it, it always felt natural to write. And I always felt that I would write something. And then nine years ago, when I started my coaching journey, you know, it was always something that I thought to do would, would be to write a book. And I started writing a few different books, but then uh, during the lockdowns of the last two years, I uh, decided to write about communication. I, I, f- I just feel it's a very important subject that gets overlooked. And, you know, it's really the primary component for us as a species, you know, as as human beings, for us to be able to connect and relate and solve problems and come together and, and really to do anything to manifest an idea into reality
0: is only with communication.
1: And, uh, yeah, so I think we need to have a focus on
0: it yeah absolutely um beautiful i think um i'm actually really excited to read your book i'm gonna uh, grab myself a copy um i i um you mentioned um you know connecting and and getting closer to people and you also mentioned this in your in your ted talk as well um but but i read a book by Brene brown and um i have it here on my desk as well and it's daring greatly by Brene brown i love that book yeah yeah, man, I, I honestly, after I read that book, it just, it gave me a different perspective. Like you said, um, and, and I know your book is is primarily about, uh, um, you know, different contexts. You, you know, you say help improve uh, different contexts. So you, it's for thoughtful men. Um, but I know, uh, you know, when, when Brene was uh, writing in her book uh, about connection, you have to open yourself up and be vulnerable. And, and that really, you know, that really kind of spoke to me because I don't think it's something that we're taught as men um, and, and just going through life as well. It's not really something that we're taught to kind of open ourselves up and be vulnerable in this day and age. Yeah, so true, man. We're, we're taught the opposite, you know,
1: in 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 our cultures, young boys are taught, suck it up, be strong, don't cry like a girl, you know put on a brave face, man up, harden up, toughen up, you know, it's this is getting we are indoctrinated like in this way, into this cultural stereotype. And it's unhealthy, you know. And and look, I understand in in history, in times gone by, you know, in times of of war or depression and places, times like this when we had to be tough, right? And and survive. But Times are different now, and we really need to be evolving as men and to to redefine this cultural stereotype. We need to be more human-centric. We need to be more compassionate, more empathetic. We need to be more gentle with ourselves, you know, because men have the full range of emotions, but we get told that we don't. You know, men are sensitive, thoughtful beings, but we get told
0: that we're not. Uh, So I think it's time to create change. Yeah, no, absolutely. I had a conversation with um a guest a few weeks back and uh, we were having a conversation about um the 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 masculine and feminine energies. Yeah. You no, know, it's um you know, the whole listening and and planning is very much a uh, feminine energies, but obviously I think the key to to life and the key to living is all about having that balance as well and 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 just because you're a man doesn't mean you can't have feminine energy and vice versa either. So, so true. Yeah, that's so true, man. Yeah. And and I mean you you touched on it already, but you know, why did you decide to write this book? It, can you can you just elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah, look, I um you know, thousands and
1: thousands of hours of coaching and and it's just it's yeah. the most common theme when I'm helping people, is they people trip up in communication. Whether it's communication in your intimate relationship with your partner, or whether it's as a leader leading a team or interdepartmentally in an organisation, the two departments that are, you know, people come unstuck in communication. And so, conscious communication just means being more aware of the communication itself. So, the more conscious we are of something, the more aware we are. So, the more aware you are of yourself and when you are getting defensive and when you're identifying with, with your way of thinking and, and, you know, you're blinkered and you're not open to other ways, but also being aware of the other people involved in the communication and being aware of the communication itself, you know, what is the purpose of this Mm -hmm. particular communication? So this is conscious communication. And I, I started writing about this and then I had a, a book writing mentor who was helping me through the process and she said to me, Jem, you need to pick an audience and write for a, a specific audience. She said, I really feel like men could do with this book right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm really passionate about, I've been sitting in a men's circle for over 10 years down here where I live. There's a group of us men and we sit around a fire once a month and we talk about meaningful themes. You know, there's no drinking, no smoking, just sitting there drinking water and sharing how we what our experience is to be a man in, in different contexts, you know, and, and a a lot of men don't have the opportunity to talk deeply like this with each other. You know, we talk about sport or we talk about sex or we talk about our work and, and how the, you know, how successful we are at work and that's about it. Um, So, yeah, look, I thought it was really important. I I wanted to help, you know, I I know a lot of men um, who, who ask me? You know how do you, how do you do what you do, and how have you become so okay with being vulnerable and being open? You know, and so I wanted to share.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and, and I know uh, for me personally, one of, you know, about tripping up in conversations. I used to always say, and uh, like when I was asked maybe a personal question or an intimate question, I would always say the reasons. Like why not something? Um. So, uh-huh. for example, um, you know, like what, like what do you want out of this? For example, um, and I and I, and then the answer would always be, I don't want this and I don't want that. But it uh-huh. would, would never be what I actually wanted because it that I think saying that really leads to you know being uncomfortable and and obviously letting like letting yourself be open as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you said before that you, you know, you
1: got a lot from one of Brene Brown's books, Daring. I can't remember which book you said, Daring to Lead or something, but, um, you know, she talks about vulnerability is actually a strength, which is so true. You know, I, I found this out the hard way when I was in a senior leadership role working in the corporate world. And I thought that I always had to be strong. I always had to be on top of my game. You know, I had 150 staff, And I thought that I always had to, um, you know, pretend like I knew what was going on and that I had the answers. Um, But that actually meant that they couldn't really trust their leader, this persona, because I was always on top of my game. And humans are not, we're not always on top of our game. We're vulnerable, you know, and gee, gee, a pandemic comes and, you know, swipes around the whole world and we get shown how vulnerable we are, you know, or climate change is coming and we get shown how vulnerable we are so to try and pretend that we're not means that people can't connect with you and if people can't connect with you you can't lead them you know but if you can show just some vulnerability and be okay with that be okay with being uncomfortable then people can connect with you and go wow you're like me you know um yeah, and when we have deeper connections, we can we can lead better, we can love better, we can live better together. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. That was beautifully said. You can just you can connect connect more um with people, and I think that's what we all want as well. At the end of the day, yeah,
1: hundred percent, man. We need each other. There's no way that we would have survived as a species if we hadn't
0: if we couldn't connect. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and in terms of communication, what's been the hardest part about communication for you? Um, obviously growing up, even now, um, what's like what what may be something you still struggle with?
1: Um our beautiful ego. Ego, <laughs> ego, that's the biggest struggle, man, because our ego, which is essentially just our sense of identity, right? Yeah. Who who we think we are. And our ego is necessarily defensive. It's there to keep us safe, you know. So it's a, it's a protection mechanism. So it's really, really defensive. And it's only been really since reading a lot of books around it and and creating a gentle relationship with my ego, with my sense of identity, and you know, shining the light on it, that I'm starting to get slowly starting to get better at not allowing it to drive the bus all the time. Because when you're not aware of your ego. It's driving, you know, you're in a conversation and someone says something you disagree with and boom, the ego is defensive and reactive and, you know, someone's saying something and you're queuing up to speak and you're queuing up to get your point of view across. And the reason we get so defensive in our ego is because, you know, it's identified with the ideology or identified with the political point of view or it's identified with the way we think things should be. You know, and it fights like it's life and death, the ego, you know. And so in my past marriage, man, I, so many of our arguments wouldn't have happened if I could just, if I knew how to pause and just say to my ego, hey, dude, it's okay. We're safe right now. You know, it's not like there's a lion coming to eat us. We're safe. It's just that your wife has a different point of view in this moment. That's okay. You know, but I didn't know how to do that and um and luckily now i I've got the second chance at at love, and I'm in a really beautiful conscious relationship, and I'm just practicing it's a daily thing to catch out my ego and say, "Hey, brother, pause it's okay you know and and kind of lean into the conversation, lean into the communication, and really seek to understand where the other person's coming from, you know,
0: yeah, no, absolutely um I think. No, absolutely. You, you said I I lost I lost what I was just about to say, but um you mentioned some books that you read about the ego. What what uh what books were these? Do you have any that you can uh, name off? Yeah, just start with Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle and
1: The Power of Now was the first one of his that I read. Yeah. Um you know, he talks about being in the moment, but he also talks a lot about ego and our sense of identity. You know, and and there's plenty more. I I um For me, it's not about getting rid of the ego. You know, a lot of spiritual books say we should smash the ego and get rid of it. I disagree. I think we need a sense of identity. But I think we can curate a a functional sense of identity, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than identifying with a political idea. To identify with your values. What sort of a person do you want to be when you show up in any moment, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you identify, I am kind, I am open-minded, I am compassionate. I'm caring. Whatever values you have, if that forms your sense of identity, that's functional, you know. But it's so sad because people people identify with, uh, you know, an idea and, and they lose families' breakdown over it. I don't know about for you, George, but over here, man, I've seen families fall yeah. apart because some of the families believed in vaccination and some of the family members were anti-vax and they have completely fallen apart and they've disowned each other, and they don't talk to each other anymore because they identified with an idea. Yeah, It's crazy, man, you know, and it's so sad to see people, you know, mm-hmm. falling apart. I'm watching people, you heard me in the, Ted, in the TEDx talk, watching people shouting at each other on social media, shouting at each other over the divide of difference, you know, and it's so sad. It's not helping us evolve as a species. It's not helping us solve problems when people are just – cancelling each other and vilifying each other it's like oh come on humans <laughs>
0: what are you doing you know no i i completely agree and, and i and i will add that yeah a lot of um I, i'm i've read both of um of the power of now and a new earth i actually have a new earth on my desk uh right yeah beautiful there. yeah and um i i completely agree it says a lot about you know letting go of the ego but like you said i do think it's healthy as long as you keep it in check right Um, And, and yeah, and I think one of the best things for me that's really helped me um, is like understanding that, like you said, people have different opinions, like you said, your wife has a different opinion to you. And I think one of the best things I've done in my life is just come to understand that. I mean, it sounds so simple, but I honestly think it was one of the harder lessons I've learned in life. Um, Yeah. then like knowing that, you know, this is how pe- people live their lives based on these opinions they have. Um, which yeah. is them. So I just have to, you know, be be okay with it because that that that's what makes us so amazing, I think, as well, that we're all so different. Completely,
1: man. Completely. Imagine if there was no diversity. You mm-hmm. know, we, we need diversity and that means diversity of opinion. And, you know, it's interesting because our ego is so desperate to be right. You know, and if we disagree with someone, our ego is jumping up and down to try and prove them wrong. And when you have, as you create more awareness of your ego, in a moment when you are triggered and you're, and you, you're about to kind of launch into a, a communication, but really an argument to try and prove the other person wrong, yeah. you can catch yourself out and just go, Hey, ego, I see you. I, I know you're desperate to be right, but it's okay. We're not in danger right now. Our yeah. life is not in danger and, and it actually doesn't matter whether that person believes something that you think is not correct. It doesn't matter, you know, and just to pick your battles a little bit. And I don't know, man, since, since practicing all this stuff, I really, yeah. I don't go to battle much anymore. My life has just become, it's becoming so much easier because I just don't feel like I need
0: to battle with people and that's a great technique that you 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 mentioned there just kind of like you know having a little conversation with your ego as if um he or it or, you know whatever we want to yeah. call it, friend yep. yeah that's a great like technique there um what i want to ask you what personal technique or tricks um can you give the audience to to help them make immediate improvements on their communication and, and also their lives yeah absolutely so number 1
1: super simple Uh, Not easy to remember, but I'll give you a a habit-forming hack in a sec. Pause. I call them pause moments. Create the habit throughout your day to pause often. So you've just finished a task on your laptop, you're closing your computer, and you're about to walk out to the kitchen to put the kettle on. Pause. Mm. Just for three to five seconds, just pause. Notice what you can notice. Just notice your heart rate. Notice your breathing. Notice what you can hear. Notice any sensations and then continue, right? Just three to five seconds. If you're running late, right, you're running late for a meeting and you're racing out to the car, before you get in the car, just pause just for a few seconds. You know, you're only going to be three seconds later than you would be, but you're calming yourself down. This has been amazing for me. I've been practicing this since 2014 when I heard about it. And so now I've created habits where I pause regularly throughout the day and it really becomes the ability to center yourself back to your place of equanimity, to your calm clarity. And when yeah. you can do this in communication, when you pause before answering, um, it's yeah, it's like a little superpower, man. It's so cool. So to form the habit, connect the new habit that you want to create, connect it to an existing habit. So say brushing your teeth, you know, put a little sticky note on the mirror next to your toothbrush that says pause yeah. or Starting the car, put a little sticky note next to the to the ignition in the car saying "pause." You know, after a while, you create a neural association, so then you don't need the sticky notes anymore. But every time you pick up your toothbrush, you you have an association and you pause. Yeah, Yeah. does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's similar to um, when you're eating dinner. You like people tend to put on um, television. and when they're watching television in the evening without food, for example, they get hungry, right? It's the it's the same kind of association they're creating. The yeah, habits.
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. The neural association. So you can do that with these healthy habits. But pausing pausing often is is massive for me. And also at the same time in 2014, I decided to commit to um, a regular practice of mindfulness meditation most mornings. So probably about five mornings of the week. Usually I meditate for 20 minutes and that that's been a really wonderful mind training as well, because when you're practicing mindfulness, which is an attention of the present moment, Mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of stepping outside of ego because ego is identifying with the thoughts, identifying with the emotions and the experience. When you step into a place of observation, it's just, you're training your mind to be able to, um, kind of step of the ego which mm-hmm. makes
0: it easier to not get caught up like we were talking about before i think meditation i said this actually in yesterday's episode of mindset goal is honestly like it's been a, a newfound superpower for me because uh-huh. I, like i just feel like i can concentrate on on my daily activities now and i don't i'm not as forgetful um quite the contrary i remember a, a lot of things um I, I just feel like it's 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 I do it for 10 minutes and I don't know about you. You've been doing it a lot longer than I have, but I get so lost sometimes. But I think that, <laughs> the main point is to just bring it back uh, or to, you know, is to always keep focusing on the here and now, regardless how many times I, I get lost. Um, but I just feel like it's it, like, you know, 10 minutes and the benefits are, are, are massive. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more The meditation.
1: Oh, man, I'm so glad to hear that you're doing it. And you're enjoying the benefits as well. And you look completely, man, I've been meditating, like I said, a dedicated practice since 2014. And I sit for 20 minutes. And out of those 20 minutes, I reckon there's probably only a total of two or three of them where I'm completely present. The other 17 minutes, I'm distracted and lost in thought and, and coming back to the practice, right. But that's the that's the bicep curl you know when you you get lost in your thoughts and then you remember oh that's right i'm meditating and i and i come back to observing every time you remember and you come back to that focus that's the bicep curl that's the workout right and and you do train your mind and over time you do get better at it you can you can focus for longer periods and the benefits are amazing like you said you know your ability to focus your, your efficiency your creativity and even man you know when you when you activate mindfulness in the moment of doing something like even just sipping on a glass of water. If you do that mindfully, wow, man, it enhances the experience. It's like, uh, it's so enjoyable, you know, or let alone listening to someone. If you listen to someone mindfully, their experience is incredible as well. And, you know, you can take it into any realm You in sport. If you're mindfully, you know, serving a tennis ball, playing tennis, you're going to do a much better job than if you're thinking about something else, right?
0: Yeah, you get like, when you get lost in in the moment, the flow, um, the flow, yeah. And, and any other techniques, tricks
1: for communication? Um, Yeah, look, I practice. I I've, I've been trying to do this. It's not easy, but practice loosening your grip on how you think things should be. Uh loosen your grip on your opinion, you know, notice, notice we we, we have opinions immediately. Like we'll see something on social media. Boom. We've got it straight away. We read something in the news. Boom. You've got an opinion on it. Someone says something, bang, you've got an opinion. Like it's right there straight away. And so I'm finding it interesting to catch myself and go, wow, just pause for a couple of seconds here and loosen your grip a little bit. Yeah. And, and Open up to there might
0: be other ways you know no that's great that's that's great i i, I couldn't agree more i think um the, the being comfortable with being uncomfortable with the uncertainty yeah. that life brings I think is very powerful um yeah so true so true,
1: and you know as we start to associate being uncomfortable with the that's the growth Zone you know you when you're in your comfort zone, you're not growing or evolving or improving or learning because you you know everything in your comfort zone, that's why you're comfortable. So when we can start to associate being uncomfortable with potential growth, we can appreciate it more and and like you said, you know we can get more okay with being uncomfortable.
0: yeah, yeah, and um Jim, last question I have here for you, and uh, just before I ask it, I just want to say thank you for taking the time. Um, I know you're a very busy man. Um, you know you get up to a lot, and uh, so it means a lot for you to take the time. And also, I just want to say thank you for all that you're doing. Um, you know, writing books, inspiring other people. I think uh, you know, that's that's doing a lot with your life. Um, uh, and, and and you know, touching other people's lives as well. Um, where you could have just you know not done any of that, just been comfortable. You know, living your own life or working or what what have you. But uh, thank you for that. Thank you for your work. And um, and the last question is, you are, you know, a busy man. So how do you find and make time for all that you are doing? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, um, you're welcome, by the way. And thank you so
1: much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. And so to answer that question, I schedule it. You know, I schedule it. There's, there's a book called the seven habits of highly successful people by Stephen Covey, the late Stephen Covey. And one of the habits in there, he calls sharpen the saw, which means that you've got to look after yourself, right? If you're, if you're always cutting the wood, then the saw goes blunt. So you've got to have time to look after yourself. And he has a quadrant model, which I won't go into, but there are things in your life that are important, but not urgent. So it doesn't matter if you don't do it today, you'll be okay. Okay. But if you don't do it today and then you don't do it tomorrow and you don't do it, you don't end up doing these things. And these things that are important are nurturing your relationships, your own personal development, your own well-being, you know, like going for a walk or exercising. It's not urgent. You don't have to do it today. But if you don't do it, you're never going to do it, right? So for me to be able to, you know, I surf um i run i i work i work out you know i do these things but i schedule them they're in my weekly schedule yeah you know because if you don't schedule it it ain't going to
0: happen right yeah and it gets lost shuffle oh, cuz like you said uh, the urgent things come up so so that's it's... it
1: man yeah those urgent important things come up every day and and when do you ever get through your to do list when do you ever complete your your to do list you know you you just don't so if you don't prioritize and schedule those things that are important, but not urgent, um, they're not going to happen. And, and so that's how I do it. And things that are really important to me, especially in my relationships, you know, I love getting out the year planner and I will block out weekends away with my wife, you know, and I'll, I'll book them in a year in advance. Like I just, well, I've got trips for us booked through 2022. I just booked a weekend for us the last weekend of November, Nice. I've booked in a, you know, a little resort for us just for a couple of nights, just to have two nights together, you know. Um, so, I, yeah, look, I' scheduling it. I think if you get your calendar out and schedule time for yourself, what's important to you.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, that that makes sense. I mean, I guess it's the only way you, you've been you've been doing all these things. Um, so once again, yeah. thank you so much. It's been absolutely great. A great start to my morning. I hope a great end to your day. Or um, yeah the start of your evening uh, so thank you once again
1: yeah you my
0: pleasure george it's been really lovely chatting with you
1: and and i wish you all the best with your show and with everything else that you're doing and likewise dude you're out there you know and you're out there helping other people and making a difference in other people's lives so
0: that's that's awesome brian tracy said Communication is a skill that you can learn. It's like riding a bicycle or typing. If you're willing to work at it, you can rapidly improve the quality of every part of your life.